Welcome to A Better Way Podcast with your host, Ryan Haley. Learn to excel in business God's way, where the supernatural meets the practical. Experience a better way to succeed and learn from real-life business owners and entrepreneurs who have prospered in unconventional ways. Be inspired by their true stories and realize that prayer can become your practical source of provision when you embrace walking by faith and not human sight. And now, here's your host, Ryan Haley. Welcome to A Better Way Podcast. This is your host, Ryan Haley, and it has been a while since the last episode. I apologize for that. We had some reschedules, but uh, the the wait will be worth it, I assure you, because this week's guest has a very powerful testimony. His name is Cameron Arnett. He's with Christ Over Career. Cameron, thanks for being on the show. It is an honor to have you. Well, thank you so much for having me, man. I'll tell you what, this is about um, making Christ known. And, and, and really the, the, the truth of the matter is Christ making us known because we receive him and he, we allow him to be himself. Jesus said that I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Mm. And so we allow him to be himself, the Holy Spirit to be himself from within us. It's by the power that works in us. And so all of that is what we want to not only live out, but to exude and to let people know that uh, he is no respecter of persons. And the same thing that you see him do in other mm. lives, he wants to do, will do for you if you will give yourself to him uh, the way that he, you're supposed to. Amen. You know, um, he Amen. leads, he guides, but we have to obey, we have to follow, and, and it's all in the obeying and the following. You know, um, all, your destiny is on the other side of your obedience. Mm. You know, you said something there too, that, that I think is really cool that you said, uh, we just need to let him be himself. And that's so true because we tend to put God in a box and I'm constantly having my paradigm, you know, completely changed by the Holy spirit and, and new revelation. But what I find that's really cool is that when we let God be himself, he enables and empowers us to be more of ourself in the true right. way that he created us to be our God-given identity. And so those right. both, though both those things work together, the more you can let God be himself, know who he truly is, which is a big point of this podcast is just showing people the nature and character of God, along with the practical testimonies. Um, and it's amazing how he will unlock things inside of you that you didn't even know were there. I mean, I'm living proof of this right now. Um, and it's just such a cool dynamic that unfolds with that. And, uh, you know, the other thing that I think you already um, kind of alluded to is with Christ over career, which we'll talk about, um, you have, a, you know, a pretty successful career and you had to make like almost every, if not every guest I've ever had some pretty major radical shifts and transformations and really surrendering, you know, all right. That, that radical obedience, which really to me, obedience is just a byproduct of trust. And intimacy. Bro, so, you, know, you, you have said a mouthful, you know, <laughs> and, and, and because, you know, in conversation, you know, the time to unpack all of this stuff that's being said, because every bit of it is, you know, God allows us to, to, to have the revelation and to, to uh, pick up and, and work out these nuggets that he gives us, you know? And so when you, when you, when you're talking about, um, um, God just, just, you know, a, a invading and, 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 and uh, uh, taking over your life and, and, and getting people to understand that he wants to live out himself in and through you. You know, think about this, man. We are in his image and in his likeness. Mm -hmm. That is a deep statement. Yeah. And so, and so when he, uh, we allow him to be himself, 
he allows us and makes us, enables us to be ourselves. But who is ourselves? Ourselves yeah, yeah. is a replica, a duplicate of the man Jesus we see in the scriptures. Greater works than these shall you do because I go unto the Father. And so there are things that we will and supposed to do that Jesus didn't do. Okay. Amen. That, that, think, think about it. Is it Peter, his shadow, you know, yeah. uh, healed people? Jesus didn't do that. And so the bottom line is that there are things still for us to realize, accept about ourselves. I call that, oh, God gave me the, the revelation of the supernatural naturalness of man. And so mm. there is a, a the, the supernatural is natural to us. Every day we are to be seeing the miraculous. Unfortunately, it is through bad teaching. That's why Jesus says, be careful of the leaven of the Pharisees. Mm -hmm. Because how you teach, what you hear is going to cause you to have a, a, a paradigm, an atmosphere within yourself. And that atmosphere that's inside of you is what's going to come outside of you. And so it's by the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks. And so Amen. what happens is that when you realize that we are in his image and his likeness, when you realize that there are greater works for us to do, you see how far short we have accepted ourselves to be and how much more because of the resurrection power of Christ that's in us that we can be and we're supposed to be. And he, he not only commands, but expects us to be. And so mm. that begins to be um, a trek in a journey of life to actually exude the very power of heaven that, is, that resides on the inside. The very power that raised Christ from the dead lives in us. So how much life should we be expecting, living, and also giving out to other people? That's what we ought to be going after. That's what we ought to be expecting. That's, those are the kind of words and perspectives that we ought to have. And that's what the whole trust, as you said, that obedience that comes out of trust. I mean, trust is what you do when all hell is breaking loose. Yeah. Nothing makes sense. I mean, a faith walk is one thing, but a trust walk mm. is on another level because you have to be seeing the exact opposite you have to be saying chaos and it, and yet still knowing that all the demise that you may be going through even in your own life god is actually doing something better on the other side of it when he Amen. was crucified everybody you know they went and just cried all night okay they thought everything was gone but actually god was swallowing death by death mm, amen you know? amen and so that's the kind of thing that we sometimes miss and so therefore we don't have the the vim and vigor we don't have the passion we don't have the fire because we miss man that we are in the image of a consuming fire god mm, amen so these things i mean the scriptures mean something man <laughs> amen you know you, you said know? something there too that I, I i hit on a lot but it's so important that you said you know what you what we see is the demise you know like even jesus himself the crucifixion you know uh, and a lot of times, not only is that not the demise, it is literally the exact opposite. God is doing the exact thing that we thought was bringing death, destruction, ruin, et cetera. And he's actually making it even better. And, you know, the, the crucifixion being the ultimate example of that, right? Like it seemed like the, the worst thing that could happen, like the son of God, man, you know, God in flesh killed. <laughs> and yet that is the crowning achievement of Jesus's entire life and ministry that we get to enter into now. And the way I refer to that many times, uh, whether we're talking about, you know, these things are just even more practical uh, profession, career, business stuff, which we're going to talk about in a second, um, is I refer to that as the setback that becomes the setup. That's it. It's all a and setup. That's so true. It's all a setup. Uh, if, brother, if we have eyes to see. a setup. And, and, and when, when we get 
that reality, that perspective and can maintain it. Cause you know, I mean, we all live it out to whatever extent and you know, we're growing and we're moving on. But, but the bottom line, if we can maintain the atmosphere within ourselves, in our minds, our perspectives of that truth, that it's all a setup, then every time that we're betrayed, we're looking for the, the, the silver lining. We're looking for the mm-hmm. light. Every time somebody right. tells a lie on us, we're looking for, okay, well, God, what are you doing? You know what I'm saying? Because we're looking for the 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 swallowing up by life of death and of of lies, and because that's what he does. He 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 shows himself strong in that every arsenal the enemy has that he can throw at you. That's what he uses to prosper you. Exactly. So, I mean, so God is doing you good, and then he's causing all the evil of the enemy to do you good. Yeah. There's no there's no loss in this whole thing. So it's a win-win situation. It's a win-win situation. And that's what he was proving in the crucifixion and death, bearing resurrection Amen. of the Lord Jesus Christ. He was proving that no matter what the enemy thought, no matter what, I mean, the, the, what everybody's afraid of, the biggest thing is death. Let me go ahead and start with that. <laughs> Let me swallow that up. So right. if you know everything be, uh, that's even smaller than that that you're afraid of. Is 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 child's play to the Lord exactly? Okay, and that is an ongoing uh, imagery, time of meditation to cause mm-hmm. that to be a living reality on an everyday practical level. The Bible doesn't teach miracles, and there's a, a teaching that I have called "There are no such thing as miracles," and I and I and I say that in order for people to, to what, what do you mean there's no such thing as, as miracles? No, there's no such thing as miracles as man defines miracles. Mm. Because what, what, what God, how God defines miracles, that word is just a sign. Mm. Okay, my shadow is a sign that I'm around. So it's no big deal. And so uh, uh, when, when God shows up, normalcy is miraculous. Amen, amen. I love that. He, he, said, he said, I mean, John the Baptist went, sent back and said, are you the one or are we to look for another? He didn't say, I'm the one. He said, go back and tell John, the blind see, the yes. deaf hear, the lame walk. When I show up, man, life shows up. I love what and you said there. When God to- shows up, normalcy is the miraculous. It's the miraculous. That's so true. And every day we have the opportunity to align and partner with that. And, and going back to something you just said earlier, um, you know, keeping you said it's one thing to get that revelation, but staying in it is, mm-hmm. is the big thing. And that's really the point of this podcast is to get mm-hmm. people that living word on the inside of them, that image of who God is, who they are in him and him through them in that unique way that we all manifest his likeness. And um, that is, I think, such an important part of keeping that fire stoked, you know, on the inside is to realize that, you know, these things are real. This isn't just pie in the sky. This isn't just some theoretical exercise. These are real lives. And we're going to share your story. And, you know, something you said earlier even uh, is so important because when we're sharing testimonies, it's not just uh, a narrative of somebody else's past. It's a foretelling prophecy of your future. If you're listening to this, because like you said, a testimony means that whatever God did for Cameron Arnett or Ryan Haley or anybody else, he can and will do for you. That is a down payment on what you have coming for your own life, your own breakthrough. And that is um, so important that people, you know, take that to heart. And that's why I really love just this testimonial format of the show. So without further ado, let's <laughs> talk. We talked, we talked a lot of things, but you have obviously experienced this. I mean, I knew before we even talked and now I can 
sense that this is indeed a living reality on the inside of your heart and it's manifesting in your life. But tell us about your journey. Like, what is Christ over career? How, what was your background and how have you experienced this playing out in your own life and business? All right. Well, let's get into that. But first of all, I want to say to you, Ryan, you make me fall in love with you, man. Because because what you are saying is so magnificent in the sense of a, 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 a prophecy, a foretelling of your future. You know, the Bible says that we overcome. One of the things that he gives is by the word of our testimony. Yep. And so God's breaking through in a life is proof that God breaks through in lives. Yes. And so since he's no respecter of persons, if he breaks through one life, he'll break through in every life. If every life will believe him as a breakthrough God. Amen. Right? And, so, and so our testimony tells other people, this is what God has for you. This God, what yes. God, God will do for you. This, I mean, this is the God that we serve. You know, that's what the testimony does, or at least that's what we ought to be getting out of it. And so for exactly. me, I wasn't. And just, uh, just a real quick interjection here. The yes. word, I found this out a couple, like fairly recently that in the Hebrew, the word testimony means do it again. Ooh. It's not just what you did. It's do it again. Come on, and that's what man. we're going to talk on. about. So tell us, tell us Come what on, it is, Cameron, man. and he's going to do it again. Dude, that's a Selah moment right there. Come on, man. <laughs> Amen, you know, right? That was and, a big and, one and for and me. See, the, we, we talk in the cliches, won't he do it? Won't he? Yeah. You, know, and, you know, we talk in those cliches, but the Bible is, is, is full of those words 2,000 years ago, 6,000 years ago. Right. The Bible was already saying, won't he do it? <laughs> you know, won't he do it again? And so even so once we break down those words and we realize the vernacular, I, I teach people all the time, in order for you to really get the, the gist of the power, the strength of the Bible, you have to be able to hear what the originally original hearer spoke and what the yeah. original hearer heard. OK, original speaker spoke and the original hearer heard because we have a tendency to be in our vernacular. But the reality is that when God or the Bible speaks two words, one word, it's an entire paragraph. Amen. And so once we get to that, we get to understand and see the power of God. But uh, as far as the testimony is concerned, man, um, starting I guess at at the at the juncture of what we're really dealing with here as far as Christ over career, um, I was in Hollywood, and uh, you know doing episodics, movie of the weeks, and everything else. You know things were go going pretty well, um, starting to get a name. You know making a name out there, and um, it, it it happened. Whereas I was in Toronto, Canada, doing a movie of the week, <clears throat> and I'm up there, and you know Canada at the time was you know had all these incentives for movie making i don't know if they still do or not but but they had i mean people just loved i mean all of la was doing stuff in, in canada and i'm there and you know i'm on asante lynn whitchfield and, and and they were doing jurassic park and all this kind of stuff all these actors america i mean well-known people i'm thinking to myself what in the world am i doing here these everybody <laughs> was over there doing a movie and so you're running into people left and right and in the, the same elevator in the same hotel, you know, that kind of thing. And so I get a phone call while I'm, I'm shooting this movie of the week. I get a phone call from my manager and he says, hey, Cameron, um, they really want to see you for this uh, uh, television series. You know, when you come back and uh, they're really high on you, blah, blah, they, they, they called you, you know, by name and you know, they want to send Cameron in, that kind of stuff. And so I get back to L.A. after I finish the, the movie of the week and I go and I audition. 
And if anybody knows me, they know I hate auditioning okay, <laughs> with a passion. Okay. So I go for the audition and all these well-known actors, you know, all, all these name people are in there. And the producer finally says, Hey, I see what I want. And he gives me the role. Okay. So, you know, my manager and I are happy, you know, you know, first television series starring role, you know, big, 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 big uh, uh, money and all that, that kind of stuff. And so I'm at his house, the manager, my manager's house. And we're talking about, this whole thing and we're dealing with them sending the contract over for me to sign and so we're having conversations with my agent and my agent tells my manager hey by the way they want or need to do partial body nudity because at the time this was when the big buzzword was pushing the envelope all uh, right yeah. because tv was trying to keep up with cable because cable was mm. doing his thing. You know, you can cuss, you can do all that. And so people are running, you know, all the secular world running to cable. And so TV had to do something to, to, to answer that. And so they wanted to do the partial back nudity, that kind of stuff. And I'm telling my manager, hey, I can't do that. I'm a Christian, you know, um, it's not my thing. And he you know, he knew who I was. And he said, yeah, I understand. Let's, let's go ahead and talk to them. And so we spoke to the, to the agent and the agent spoke to the producers and the producer said, you know what? He doesn't have to do the, the, the nudity. We'll get him a body double. He does the acting and the body double will go ahead and, and, and do the, the, the nudity. And so we're happy all over again. We're about to sign the contract. And that's when I feel the Lord tap me on the shoulder and say, you have to shun even the appearance of evil. Mm. I still think that that's you. Mm. Yep. And I'll tell you what, man, um, that was a, a, a deep breath to take. Mm. It wasn't hard to follow, but it was a deep breath to take. You know, yeah, no, it's a big deal. You're talking about you, this could be ruining a big contract and it's, you're just kind of hitting your, your career stride. No doubt about it. I mean, it was, you know, again, as a performer, that's what you were living. That's what you were working for. You were yeah. working for that big break. You're waiting for that to happen. And you know how it is within this, this genre, you know, you first start out, you're not getting any auditions and you, you know, you're getting an audition and then you're getting callbacks and then you're getting, you know, so it, you, you, you do that for a long time. People think it's an overnight success, but you do that for a long time. And right. then they start calling you by name and then they give you a role, yeah. you know? Uh, and so, you know, to say no to that was, you know, wow. And so I end up saying, well, okay, I, you know, I can't do it. Um, because, you know, people will still think it's me. So I said, no, and all hell broke loose. You know, my agent dropped me. Um, my manager was oh, still working wow. with my agent. Oh, I mean, I was, I, and I was with one of the top five agencies in California. All right. Uh, my agent, my agent dropped me. Um, and, um, so ex family left money dried up, you know what I'm saying? So all those kind of things happened. And so I end up selling suits for, you know, as far as, you know, cause I, I was no longer an actor, you know, I, I got, you know, everything was gone. So I ended up selling suits. And after 10 months of selling suits, I look at my year to date and the year to date has an amount on it. And I started laughing hysterically. And my coworker said, what's your problem? What's, what's wrong with you? I said, man, I remembered when I made this like in about a week. And I, I put I, I said I put this as a down payment on my floor. I said, "Are you kidding me? People are living off of this, right? You know, I mean, that's how, how that's how pompous and something. That's how you know you know uh, uh, what they say you blinded you get. You know what I'm saying? And so um, God then had a sense of humor. He said, at that point in time, I was already uh, 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 I had already joined this little small church, 
And uh, God said, now, if, if you really believe in me, and you really believe in me, quit your job and go teach at the small church. So I went. Wow, he from, just keeps ratcheting up the ante, doesn't he? He kept <laughs> putting, I mean, he kept giving me stuff that was like, are you kidding me? But you know what? I, and I tell folks all the time, um, it, it wasn't following his directives that, were, that was really the issue. It was the unraveling of life hmm. that was uh, the pain because you, people you loved, people you cared about, people you thought were with you left you. Everything left you. And, but, but what happened, is, at, you know, hindsight looking back, is that now I realize that God was unraveling a life that I had put together. Right. I was just going to say, going back to what we said, is that you let God be himself. And, but letting God be himself is a scary proposition, as you found out. I'm going to have to say no. Not only can I mean, we, we seem to have this solution where I'm not going to be in it. Now you're saying, nope, that's not even good enough. It can't even be the appearance of evil, which I, I totally understand. And that was a big integrity check for you to trust him. And then you're making, you know, peanuts selling suits. And he's like, yeah, I want you to go ahead and quit this now, too. But in the and process make, and, and, and make no peanuts at all. And make no peanuts. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, uh, and, but what I'm thinking about this is you had enough integrity, not only to God, but to yourself too. You realize, you know what, this nudity scene, this is not who I am. And this is an example of God. You let God be himself by saying, Hey, this is my standard. This is, this is what's okay. And what's not okay. And also he was showing you who you were, because my guess is if you got into that and compromised there, yeah. it would have just, led to one compromise after the next and they get easier as time goes on. And that's not who you really are. So you had to give some things up that weren't really you, even though you thought they were, I'm sure your identity felt like it was yeah. being stripped, oh, yeah. your, your income, all that stuff, your relationships, you know, whatever. But then, you know, look at where we are now. We'll get to, you know, where you are now, but my, uh, it's interesting as we're having this conversation, I'm realizing this is Christ over career in action in your life. And you're seeing by letting God be himself, he let you be yourself because you wouldn't want to get those roles where you're, you know, the good looking guy who has to get naked or get a body double who people thinks it's you that's naked, you know? And then it's just like, you know, it, that could have been the, the, what looked like the setup being the setback potentially, right. you know, well, I mean, how everything we want is good, up, bro. Hollywood would have eaten me up because again, had I been that man, you know, it's, it's, you know, money is money, make people funny. You know, fame, yeah. <laughs> fame will eat you up. And, and so I think that I would have been churned up had I made the decision to go the other way. Because like yeah. you said, it would have been one thing after the next, after the next, as far as making those compromises and that mm -hmm. huge compromise or that huge ability, uh, opportunity to compromise um, by the grace of God, because we know, and I know that again, it's him working in me that made it me made it possible for me to even make the decision it's not right. like you know, it's his grace that enabled that decision, decision you know no. exactly i know exactly what you mean i've had to do that several times but it's amazing how even though it's it would seem hard in some cases and i don't doubt it was hard but it's amazing how much grace god gives us to make those seemingly very hard decisions that it's like you know man when you're flowing in his grace you're aligned with who he is and who you are yeah. um it, it, it almost becomes easy. And then it's a process too, because it's not always easy at first. And there's you know sure. definitely some gut checks from time to time as you clearly have just demonstrated. But I just think that's really cool. I want to commend you, Cameron, because that is, especially when you're on your way up, you've been scraping and clawing, whether you're a business owner, self-employed, trying to make it in the Hollywood industry, whatever, like it's so tempting. Oh, just this one, just, just this one break. And then 
and then I'll start doing what God wants me to. But uh, mm-hmm. something that Bill Johnson from Bethel Church said really sticks with me. He says, whatever is initiated by human effort must be sustained by human effort. And that is a burden we do not want to take off. You can't do it. I mean, the stress is way too much. People are jumping out of windows and millionaires. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to, you don't want to go that route, but you don't know that because everybody's doing it. Everybody's out there, mm-hmm. whatever. And see, that's part of where Christ over Korea as a movement came to be too. And I, and I, I, I want to get to that because that's, that's extremely important for, for people to hear because yeah. yes, that's what God enabled me to do. Yes, that's what he he gave me the option of of choosing. And yes, he he brought me through from all of what we would have called loss. And, you know, hey, some of it is loss in the sense of you talk about sure. human uh, 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 economics in the sense of, of human yeah. souls and, and, and wife and children. And you, you're talking about, I mean, deep stuff now. Don't get me wrong. OK, oh, yeah. and so it's not like there there's no. Uh, uh, looking back and saying, oh, you're not, you, there, there, there aren't people that you're yearning for. Um, and so you have to kind of live through that and, and allow the grace of God to, to continue to build you through that. But it, but the thing about it is that in the process of doing things like this, being talking at fe- and festivals, conventions, that kind of stuff, and giving the testimony, what became clear to me was that most Christians in the room wouldn't have made that decision. I really think you're right about that, Cameron. That's why I wanted to commend you a second ago, because face to face with that decision, I think the vast majority of like, you know, even sincere believers probably would have been tempted to say, oh, just this once, just to get this thing through. And then I promise God after that, you know, and and that's rare. That is uncommon um, trust and integrity and obedience on your part. And, and, and it's also so important that you walk that journey because now with what we're going to talk about, which God's called you to now with this Christ over career movement mm-hmm. and what you're doing, you needed to walk that because you can't lead people where you haven't been. So yeah. it's so important that this comes from overflow, which is a huge part of this podcast and this platform and testimony is, you know, I don't want to be peddling unlived truth. I want to be speaking from personal experience. I want to be just sharing again, my testimony, mm-hmm. not making up some sermon. Mm-hmm. And, and you have that in spades right now. Mm-hmm. So so you, you make this hard decision, completely blackballed from the industry. Now you're making peanuts, uh, selling suits. Now God raises up again and says, why don't you quit that? No peanuts for you. Teach at the church. Yeah, no peanuts for you. So tell, take us from that point to, to how we get into Christ over career and what you're doing now. Yeah, and so from that point, so I, so I go and I teach at the small church, right? And I go from being a congregant to, you know, being in, in part of praise and worship, that kind of stuff. You know, I just, you know, just kind of getting involved. And one morning I said to the, to the pastor, I said, you know, pastor, you know, the, 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 the church has a, a mission and purpose statement, right? Uh, is it okay for me prior to service to begin to teach the people the, the purpose and the mission of, of the church? And he said, yes. And I started doing that. And this was a, what, what they called in California, seeker sensitive church. Okay. 51 minutes, you gotta be out. Okay, yeah. they time, you know, and so and so it was that kind of a of a place. But I so I get on stage, I start teaching the mission and the purpose, like you're talking about, and his image and his likeness, blah blah. blah. So I, and people started to live, and they started to grow as Christians, mm. and they started wow. to be, they started to have life and 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 be vibrant. Mm. And the leadership didn't like that. Uh. 
It's an um, all too common testimony. So, so, so he, he kind of pushed me to the side and said, you know what, I'll, I'll give you a, a Monday night hour to go teach. So I got took, taken out of the Sunday. And, 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 and so, um, Prior, you know, in, in the midst of that, I, I, I you know, I, I became the youth pastor and, and, and the children started to live and, and, and there's a whole lot of other testimony that came out of that. And so we, the, 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 the span of the growth of the youth ministry was starting to outgrow the church and it was all kind of stuff. And so here I am um, on Monday night teaching and by the time of the unraveling, and, and now I'm not even selling suits, I'm making no money. Um, one of the ladies that was in the church said, hey, you know, I, w- I had gotten evicted, okay, from my house. Wow. Okay, lost my car. You know, they took, they re- repossessed everything, came and kicked me out of my own house. And so I end up needing a place to stay. And uh, this lady that had her, she, you know, how, you know, somebody that she calls her mom and she said, Hey, you know, my mom has a back room because, you know, her two sons who were twins have left, they moved on and, you know, maybe you can stay over there. So I went and she introduced me, her, her pseudo or her play mom was basically very sick, very ill, um, sitting, I mean, sleeping on her couch, almost like on her deathbed. And God spoke a word to her through me, and she got up and became Amen. my assistant. Dude, are you talking about the miraculous? She got up and became my assistant. And so I'm in the back room now, in her back room, while all this, you know, she let me sit. And all I had left was my couch, a desk, and all my books. And I'm sleeping on the couch in her back room while I'm teaching this Monday night service. And we call it Kingdom Reality Living. And people started coming to the Bible study on Monday, started to live, start to thrive, you know, but the first time I went to teach that Monday night, you know, I'm like, Lord, I only know one sermon. So what am I going to see the next Monday? And God said to me, uh, just do this one and I'll fill you, I'll fill your mouth. And mm. I, I, w- I was in, in a place in time where in order for me to go teach, I really had to go study for like a month, man. I had to like, you know, I, it, it was like scary. And so what God started to do with me was that he would give me a word, the scriptures, I, 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 I study and whatever. And then it became, it was, I went from a month, then it became two weeks, then it became a week. Mm. Became, he started to wean me from the belief that I needed to do that. Mm. And then one day, the spirit of the Lord said to me, all I want you to do is to go up to the pulpit and I will speak. Mm. Wow. That's another level of faith right there, right? I'm going to show up and I'm going to open my mouth, not knowing what's going to come out and you I better come through. Do anything. Oh, wow. You're going to walk up, to, you're going to walk up to the pulpit and I will speak. And that's what wow. God got me to. And so when, when I, when I start to speak now without notes, without whatever people are like, you have no notes. Do you have, like, we are really, all we do is carry the Holy ghost. Amen. The Holy ghost takes our mouths and begins to speak. That's really all we are. We are a container and we pour him out. But to, to be just a container takes belief and trust in the word that he says. Yeah. It's application. You know, I, you know there's, a, there's a, a statement that says knowledge is power. And what I've said to people is knowledge is not power. Knowledge applied is power. Yeah. Knowledge is only power in its potential state. 
Yeah. And amen. so you can have a whole bunch of head knowledge. You can you can uh, meditate and you can you can go ahead and and and, and recite and, and and memorize scripture all you want, but until you apply it, it will do no good for you or for the, those who follow you. And amen. so I have I had to apply the word of God that I knew and to the point of trust so that God can begin to use me like a container. And you know what's so cool about that, Cameron, is I always think that those are the most powerful message because they have the most spiritual uh, credibility and, and authority because it's coming from you're not sharing. You're not preparing for some sermon and preparing a message. You are the message and you're the messenger. And something that Andrew Womack says at Karis Bible College, he, he never gets up. notes. He just gets up and he starts going. He can go forever and ever. And people are just amazed. He's like, look, I don't need to memorize a message. Prepare the messenger, not the message. When I spend time and I'm just feeding on the word and I'm just rich and vibrant living, as you keep saying, I love that you said they start to live because there's, you know, true life, as we know, with Jesus is different than what a lot of people experience. And when you're experiencing that, you don't have to memorize a bunch of bullet points and an outline for an essay format type of sermon. You're just sharing your personal ongoing dialogue with the Holy Spirit and your own life testimony. And that's, again, why the testimony is so powerful, because it's real life applied knowledge and revelation lived out and experienced with the Holy Spirit. You know, one of the things that 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 uh, uh, the book of Acts makes you makes you understand. And we and it's a small little thing that I think we bypass all the time and therefore we don't have it in right order. Acts says that that the word there began to teach us or to tell us what, what Jesus began to do and teach. Mm. We have it teach and do. Mm. And that's a problem. Interesting. Wow. Okay. Do and teach. That's right. Do and teach. And so, which means that I am someone and out of the someone that I am, I teach. I do out of the someone that I am, I do. And then I show you and tell you what I did. So, Really, we are a not we are, you know, how we're a human being. We are a human being, not a human teaching. Yeah. Or human doing, which a lot of people think they are. Yeah, human doing. You see, we we even talk about, you know, uh, performance based theology. Mm -hmm. Look, folks, if you're not performing, you don't understand theology. Now, we don't perform to get God's love. Right. But we are loved from his love performers. That's right. That's so right. (laughs) That's another thing that I've said before is that our doing is informed by our being. It's just being who we are in Christ, letting him be who he is through us. Then that will naturally take care of the doing. And then from there, the teaching takes care of itself because you're just sharing what you're doing out of who you are. Most of most of of Jesus teaching is out of something that he did. And Mm -hmm. so our thing is. We can go from from day to day, place to place, you know, whatever, and nothing happens. And we're okay as long as we teach. Can you imagine being okay with Jesus showing up and nothing happens? Yeah. (laughs) Here's my next sermon and bullet points. Uh, (laughs) Nobody healed, nobody delivered, nobody saved. Yeah. I mean, you got And you're right, because the performance, like, we get it. And that's getting the cart before the horse again, because... Look, if you truly get a revelation of God's grace and who you are, you don't need to perform that performance, if you will, that what you do, those results come simply as, again, the byproduct of knowing who you are and who he is, that you're loved unconditionally, that you've got unmerited favor, his grace, you know, you've got mercy, grace, you know, just a divine empowerment, which is a really important part of grace. I think a lot of people miss 
I mean, you look at Paul, you know, he had a radical revelation. He probably did, you know, quote unquote, more than anybody. And he even says that, like, you know, I labored more abundantly than all the other apostles, yet not I, but the grace of God in and through me. And that will take care of itself. So you do have to ask at some point, you know, if you're not seeing fruit, if you're not seeing, you know, what we call miracles or the normalcy of when God shows up, I love that the way you put that, <laughs> then you have to wonder, not like, am I doing enough to please God? Because that's already been taken off the table. That's done. You know, that's already done. That's not even uh, up for debate. The question is, am I not believing that? Because if I do believe this, there will be evidence. And in some cases like you, it was seemed like diminishment at first. I got to give these things up. I got to get stripped and pruned and, you know, go through to the point where you got, you know, collector bill collectors taking your, all your stuff and you're homeless basically by doing what God says. I mean, that doesn't sound like the, the blessed life that God promises in the prosperity and all that stuff, but he does make it clear you know, that you're going to have to give some things up. You got to die before you can live. You have to give up your life so that you can retain it. And that there's all these paradoxical things that we have a trouble wrapping our heads around. But like, as I think we're going to see here in a second, when you got stripped, God was building something much more powerful inside you. And look, he's still providing. You still had this miraculous right. connection, stay for a place for free. Out of that, that lady gets blessed, right? She did that out of no, like, you know, selfish motive, but look what happened. She just said, yeah, I'm going to help this fellow brother out. And then you get a word, she gets healed that she's been just laying on the couch, you know? So like everybody wins in these situations, but it really comes down to what do you believe? Truly believe. And and, and again, like you said, you're still being provided for. It's like, it was, is Elijah being sent to the brook? You know what I'm saying? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And so there's provision. We we, see that's, that's the thing. We have made money our God. Yeah. And so therefore we think that provision can only come if we have money. Now, God will make you rich. That's not the issue. The yeah. issue is, but he wants to do it, not you do it yourself. You don't go, you don't chase money, you don't chase success. You right. No, you follow God and God leads you everywhere that you're supposed to be. Life itself is already orchestrated to get you to your destiny fulfilled. The Amen. issue is that that life that 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 is orchestrated is orchestrated for a holy man. And so therefore your job is to become like him in image and likeness in the fruit so that when he begins to walk you through the life, the life that's already orchestrated leads you to where you're supposed to go. But what happens is that that life that he orchestrates is not supposed to take a sinful man to that place. Well, I think that's a big thing about money is God is not against us having things. What he is against is things having us. Right. God, and God doesn't about care that. how much money you have. I mean, the earth is the Lord's, the fullness thereof, the gold, the silver, and everything therein. God doesn't care how much money you have. He made Abraham rich. He made David rich. He made or, or, Solomon. Right. Everybody was rich. Okay. And the, the, the disciples asked him, What are we going to get now that we've given everything up for you? He said, In this life, mm. in this time, you will have. So mm. he didn't say, Hey, man, you shouldn't want all that stuff. No, he said, no, in this life, you've given it up and I'm going to provide so much more than you could ever think or imagine. So that's, that's not right. the issue. The issue is, does he have you? And yeah. your concentration is to be had, is to be to have a master, to have a Lord, to have a God, to have an owner. See, these are these are like four letter words to us as humans. Mm-hmm. We don't want to be owned. We don't want anybody telling us what to do. I mean, but that's... In order for you to have the kind of life and for him to do what he really intended, that's who he's, that's who he's giving it to. 
And he doesn't want to set us up for failure either, because a lot of times people, they get these things and they're blessings, but if they don't know how to steward and handle them, like their heart isn't right. And they have this spirit of mammon over them and they're putting these idols and these other gods in their life, then the very things that God intended to be a blessing will actually be a curse and an undoing. We talked about that. How many rich, famous Hollywood actors are miserable and have killed themselves? You know, I, that's probably not the way they saw that going, mm-hmm. but God wants us to be truly blessed, right? He, he adds no sorrow with it, right? When he blesses us. So I want to make sure we do get to your testimony because uh, I know we got about uh, a little bit of time left here, but I want to go from where you, because we, I mean, we could talk, I could tell we're on the same page. We could do this and we'll probably have a follow-up episode for sure. But I want to really, we kind of seen the before picture, right? And this is a very common thing in these testimonies, right? You like, you started off here you're doing well, you have to give these things up. It looks like things are getting going from bad to worse. But then you start being obedient and you can already see there's fruit. Like there's people responding, right? And pastors don't like that sometimes because they can't control it. When the Holy Spirit is really in the building, when God really shows up and that normalcy becomes miraculous, it's out of control because it's under his direction. And that is threatening a lot of times. Yet despite that, so I'm seeing a real kind of Joseph phenomenon with you. You're doing the right things for your integrity. It seems like you get punished almost, right? And then it goes from bad to worse. Then, but everywhere you go, you're bringing Holy Spirit with you. And his normalcy is now invading this environment. You're seeing things happening. People are getting healed. People are coming alive. They're getting a revelation of who God really is. Take us from that point to where you're doing now and talk to us about Christ over prayer. Because I want to get uh, people get in, hold, in touch with you and get connected to what you're doing. Okay. Well, you know, again, Joseph, it was when he was on the slave block that God said that he's the prosperous man. So again, <laughs> I was being, I was prosperous then, even though I didn't know it. And so Amen. God was showing himself strong. So now I get to the point where I leave California, come here. Now, now, see, that's a testimony in itself, because while I'm in California in the back room, one day the Holy Spirit says to me, hey, you haven't seen your godson in six years. Why don't you try to find out how he's doing? So I had a box of cards, found a number of a friend of the mother of, of my godson, and I, I'm, I'm trying to call her for like a month. Finally, after a month, we make contact. I finally get her, and, and that's a whole other testimony we don't have time for. We spoke for five hours. At the end of the fifth hour, we were getting married. God said, that's your wife. I ain't seen this woman in six years. Don't know what's going on. He said, that's your wife. Your godson's uh, mother is your wife? The mother of my godson. Wow, look at that. He tells me, find your godson. I find my godson. And while I'm on the phone talking to this woman, we end up talking for five hours. And he says to me, this is your wife. Wow. And, and when was that? Sister, what year approximately? When this was, was this? like um, 90, must have been like uh, 97, 98. Because okay. I, I came to Atlanta, I think in 98. So that's where you are now. You were in California. I'm in Atlanta, Georgia. In Atlanta. Correct. Correct. So you got this whole miraculous journey of God taking you from one place to the next. Providential connection to out of the blue, get in touch with your godson as you're talking to his, his mother, that ends up becoming your wife, who I've met, by the way, and she is absolutely a Proverbs 31 woman. I, and I am, I am envious in a good way of what you guys have. That's a testimony I'm looking forward to because we talked a little bit before and I'm like, man, this is great. I'm, I'm taking that as my down payment, right? When we were talking about earlier, that's a whole other thing we can't go into right now. But just for, so you guys are listening, you know, like this, God will provide everything you need, including oh, a wife you know, or a Job, husband. Job, he gave him double. I'm telling yeah. you. God will yep. owe no man anything. So basically, so I end up over here. Now I'm married. Now I've been married for like 23, going to 24 years. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's been a bliss. God put it together. You know, again, back to a little question, a, a little thing that we said a few minutes ago, while God has put together that no man put us under, there's the same thing with your life. I found it 
God unraveled the life that I had put together, but also when you get married, God said what God has put together, not what you put together. Hmm. And so there are people that are married that God that they put together, but God yep. didn't put it together. Okay. Yep. So now over here, God is saying, This is your wife. And I'm I'm obeying God. Don't know the don't haven't seen this woman in six years. I get I get to Atlanta and God says it again. This is your wife. And I say to people, I got married to this woman, not because we were in love, but because God said, that's your wife. Mm. Wow. And my wife now says, you know, we have an arranged marriage. You know, God arranged this. <laughs> but now the, ma- the the love is bliss. Why? Because mm. we were meant for each other and God put it together. And Amen. so now I end up that's over here. Word. I'm, man, I'm, I'm, we, we, we started a church pastoring for like almost 20 years, right, of our marriage and passing the church and small church and blah, blah, blah. We're passing by, you know, doing a week. Well, our God gave us this this uh, uh, youth ministry, Be Wild Baby, Bring Your Own Bible, baby. And we're like ministering <laughs> to the youth. There's all kinds of stuff, man, miraculous stuff going on. And then one day, 2013, my wife hears a, a, a word from God. She gets invited by another woman to a, a woman's tea. And she's on her way to the woman's tea and um, God says to her, you don't need him. You need Cameron on it. And she's like, what does that mean? So she goes to the T and they were producing a, a Christian film. And they wanted, they knew that we had ties to California. So they wanted her to help them find this actor that we, you know, that we could get to, um, well-known actor out of California. And my wife, he is coming out of her mouth. You don't need him. You need Cameron on that. Oh. And the lady says, oh. Will he come? Will he do it? Will he do it? And so she comes home and she says to me, they want you to audition. And I looked at her as if she had just cussed me out and, and just walked away. Cause wow. all I heard was Hollywood wants you back. I'm, and I said, I am not doing that ever again. Mm. That is decadence personified. Mm. And I'm not going back to that. And so what God had been doing to me, through uh, maybe about a week prior, he started giving me these dreams of this character and I thought he wanted me to write it. So I would wake up, start writing, and it was this character. I mean, every night for like a week, same dreams, same character, and I'm writing. Before your wife met with this group? Before my wife met with this group. Oh, look at that, look at that So I'm writing, and and I'm not saying this to her, but I'm writing this thing, right? Right, And so after she said that to me, I walked away and I keep on having the same dream for two weeks. So two weeks, I'm having the same dream from God and I'm writing this character down. And then at the end of the two weeks, God said to me, I want you to go to this one, go to this one. And so again, this is all obedience. I'm going, uh, so I say, so I go, don't want to go, don't want to be there. And you know, when God is doing something and you like end up, you're looking at at the video because you like, I'm in this audition and I'm watching God do, do stuff through me, the one who hates auditioning. (laughs) <laughs> that I've never done before. It was, brother was magnificent, okay? And I'm like, I'm, I'm watching God do this stuff and I'm like, wow, this is crazy. And it turns out that the character that they, I was auditioning for was the character that I was writing. Oh my God, I kind of saw that coming, but that is so crazy. And okay. I even think to those little <laughs> tent of obedience, think about this, 20 years prior, whatever it was, when you had to get overtaken a month to prepare a single message and you show up and God says, trust me, when you show up, that's when I'll give you the yeah. words to speak. Yeah. It kind of interesting how this is playing out in this one. You didn't want to be there. You show up, God had already given you the entire backstory, the context, the character Everything. development, the whole thing. You just show up 
and he just lets it out of you. And I and I was already the character, already, you know, and so that was an arranged, you know, role for me. Audition. Yeah. Okay. I mean, and so I get the role. It's my first role, first Christian film. And so I when I when I finished doing that, I said, Lord, I don't want to chase this anymore. I don't ever want to go after this as if it's my life anymore. If this is really you, I want you to give me what you want without me having to audition because I hate it. In the last eight years, I have done about 28 films. I've had to audition maybe twice. That first one and another one, which was really semantics because Basically, they told me you got the role. We want you for the role. This is just a formality. You know, so so has God been faithful? He has mm-hmm. given me role after role. At, right now, I'm preparing for one that I'm leaving for this week. All right, and and it has been God's doing. And now, don't get me wrong. There have been people that I've said Christian that I've said, you know, God said He's given me what you know what what He wants without me having to audition, and they've not given me the role. I'm not, I'm good with that. If you, you know, if, if you don't think that that's what God is saying to you, I have no problem with that. Cause I'm not right. here to act. I'm here to yeah. follow God. Amen. And so, and so, um, um, 28. So you're pretty much full-time. You went from being full-time actor to completely out full-time ministry, quote unquote, everything's full-time ministry. If you really right. understand that, but right, right, you were doing, right. you know, full-time pastor for 20 years. Right. Are you now back into full-time acting as your I ministry? Am, I am now a full-time acting pastor. <laughs> no, I'm not a full-time actor, but the, the the church that we were pastoring have has morphed into our production company. So now I, uh, I, I love pa- it, dude. Uh, it's, it's 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 just like it's 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 a movie in itself. Okay, right um, now now the people that were part of the church are Camionet Production Studios, and now we we're we're building content. Mm. And we're, so you we're, have your own business now, Cameron Arnett Production Studios. Correct. So now we have a production wow. company. Um, I just want to say something real quick on that, Cameron. That's so important that people catch this. And I talk about it a lot, but I just one more example. In all the seven mountains, a lot of people think that, you know, the highest and best calling is quote unquote full-time ministry, fivefold, you know, full-time pastor. What most people think of as full-time ministry. And that is the vast minority of people that God has called. Most of the people he's called to go out into all the world cultures, disciple nations through the influence of which we know, obviously arts and entertainment is a huge influence that has not been influencing for the better in the last, you know, for a long time, but it's gotten a lot worse since you had to leave that industry yet. Now, because you, you were kind of like Moses, you know, taken away from the place of your destiny, humbled, you know, grown in in obscurity, toiling in Midian on the backside of Midian. I can totally relate Mm -hmm. to that to be, put back in there so that you weren't contaminated by the world. You didn't have those hooks in you. And it's so important that people realize the church, so much of it is not what people think of as full-time ministry. And this is just a beautiful example of this, you know, um, you know, cultural reformation and what God wants to do at an individual and at a kingdom and societal level. So that's so, I love that your church has now become a production company. It's a business. It's, it's a ministry. It is a, you know, an arts and entertainment platform and and that's awesome. So so it's Cameron Arnett Production Studios. Now it's tell Kami us how does Arnett Christ Production Studios? What's that? It's Kami Arnett Production oh, Studios. Oh, Kami. Okay. My, my, my real name is Kami. Cameron is the, ah, a stage yes, name right. that we that we took because people when I wasn't around, people thought that Kami was a woman. So <laughs> we, we came up with Cameron, and so I, I that, that's who I am as an actor. But Kami is the person. 
And so okay. that 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 who that's who we are now. And so, but but we see some with what you're saying, we are full-time ministers. Mm-hmm. So no matter what we do, we are in full-time ministry if we understand it. If because mm-hmm. we are here to redeem, reconcile, and restore all things. So when God calls the apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers to teach and train the people is so that they can go occupy till he come in the mainstream of life. Most of right. Jesus' ministry was not just in a synagogue. It was in the marketplace. And exactly. so we have to understand our call to the marketplace. We are meant to overtake the kingdoms of this world that become the kingdoms of our God. We are meant to take over by being Christ-like ones in every sphere of life. Amen. And until we get that, then those spheres will always be dark because there's no light in it. Exactly. And that's where it's needed the most. And that's like, even for like you, you know, very, you know, devout, obedient person who's filled with God. And you were initially just like, you know, it was like, absolutely not. I'm not going back in there. And yet those are the places, if not you, then who, right? If this place is so dark and so defiled, who is going to be able to redeem that? Right. So good on you for taking that, you know, on board, but so just in like five minutes that we have left or so, Tell us a little bit about Christ Over Career, what that's all about, and how people can get connected to what you and your what you're doing. Well, Christ Over Career, first of all, people can follow me on IG at Cameron Arnett Actor. So go to IG, you know, Cameron IG Arnett Instagram, Actor. right? Instagram, right? Yeah. Uh, Cameron Arnett Actor. So so uh, that's how we can go ahead and continue to become that army that we're supposed to be, and also Christ Over Career on also on 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 IG. But the thing about it is that Christ Over Career, the movement is about speaking back to the church that we are meant to have Christ at the helm of all of our decision-making. Amen. The the, the hats you see before me, that's kind of the motto of our company. Many hats, one mind. Mm -hmm. We do many things, but only one mind governs it. Amen. That's the mind of Christ. And so we are now permeating the festivals, permeating the conferences, permeating the, the uh, uh, cyberspace, you name it, with the, with the message of making Christ Lord and, and King and, 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 and keeping at the helm. And the reason why we deal with Korea so much is because six days of you've been given to work. Korea is God's idea. Calling, purpose, mission, that's God's idea. It's not that he wants you to, to, to take you away from it. He just wants to be the Lord over it so that it can actually be used the way that he intended. So it's not Christ or career, it's Christ over career. And so we're trying to get people to understand that so that now God can have a hold of them and they can actually go out into the marketplace and become the giants that they're supposed to be. God God has a great, the Bible says that he has made us a great nation, made our name, blessed us, made our name great and made us a blessing. And so God has greatness for his children in the marketplace, but he wants to be the greatness of his children from within. And so if we'll make Christ the head, everything else is already written for you. And he's, and he's the one that's going to make sure that that it happens. And, and that's so important because he gets all the glory, right? Because we don't want this to be about Cameron Arnett or Ryan Haley or anybody else. We want it to be him, but guess what? When it's about him, then he's in charge of providing for all that. That takes all the pressure off you because now it is being initiated and sustained by divine effort through Jesus and not yourself. And then you're going to see that. And, and when we share these kinds of things, um, you know, which I, I'd be curious to see it. I mean, if I looked at your IMDb just a second ago, you know, there, you're in some things people probably know about, you know, Star Trek, 
Next Generation. You were in some things back Miami Vice and you know pretty big you know shows back in the early '80s, and then you got out of it. You came back, and now you're in some really big things. You know, working with um, the uh, the Christian film community, and particularly the I'm forgetting their names right now, but the yeah, brothers, who, brothers, the Kendrick brothers, yes, who yeah, have some really yeah. good films coming out now. And so what's the, what's the best way if you have a website that people can also reach out to you or any, if people want to contact you directly? Well, sure. They can go to CameronArnett.com and everything that I do, everything that we, you know, that we're part of is on that. They can go to SavingDestinies.com and they can also go to CamiArnett.com. Those three areas right there will kind of encapsulate a, a bit of everything that we're about and everything that we do. So Cameron Arnett, that's C-A-M-E-R-O-N-A-R-N-E-T-T.com. Obviously, Correct. I'll put those in the show notes. You also talked about Cami Arnett, C-A-M-Y. Correct. Dot and, com. Saving, and then and Saving Destinies. SavingDestinies.com. So I'll put all those in the show notes. Mm -hmm. But I mean, what's so important going back to the original thing about this is that this testimony is very powerful because it's your real life story. But again, this is what God wants to do in and through you as the listener, if you're hearing this right now. And by the way, just this, this connection is a several divine layers deep back several months ago, I interviewed um, a publisher. Uh, she owns a publishing company named uh, Julie Ballard. And as I keep saying to people like, you know, share these testimonies with other people. And if you've got some testimonies, share them with me. I'd love to connect with you. Well, and she was a connection through someone else who had been on the show who heard from someone else. So, you know, you'd, you'd probably go back. There's like seven connections in this whole thing. But she had a thing, incredibly divine, timely word for a guy named Ben Valdez, who uh, unfortunately his audio wasn't good. I was supposed to have uh, released that a while ago. We're trying to reschedule. He had a, just an amazing, divine, uh, timely encounter of hearing that message. It was just the right time, the right place, perfectly, he just divinely orchestrated out of the blue. We talk, then he connects me to you. So when I keep saying, and I know I've been harping on this a lot, guys, if you're listening, but I'm telling you, we're having one after the next. Pretty much any interview I've had over the last several months has been some connection to a previous interview for someone who actually took me seriously enough to say, you know what, you know, maybe I will write in and just say like, hey, this has been really encouraging. Maybe you're supposed to be on the next podcast and maybe through you, the next five or seven guests or ever will come through and so on and so forth. That's the kingdom multiplication kind of formula, you know, that we see happening. And so I want to thank you, Cameron, for sharing your story, for, you know, the incredible integrity, faith and obedience you've had to live this consecrated life. And now the very exciting things God's bringing you into, which I think I feel like this is just, you know, the trickle before the flood for you. And for, you know, I think a lot of really um, serious people who are looking to, you know, take their place, their rightful godly place in their calling and in redeeming, you know, the world and culture and particularly in arts and entertainment. Mm -hmm. um, and I just want to say, guys, again, if you're hearing this, if this is stirring your heart right into Cameron, let him know. I, I know he would be so thrilled to hear the testimonies and the impact this made in your life. Obviously, you know, I will love to hear that too. Maybe you would be the next podcast guest or you know the next podcast guest. But I want people to make sure that they get the time to connect with you. We got those websites on there. I really encourage you guys to click on that. If you're in the film or our centenarium industry, or you have any connection, you know, God does these things. They seem like accidents and out of the blue things, but there's a very intentional plan as we've seen throughout this conversation and many others. So if you feel stirred to get involved, maybe you and Cameron, maybe there's a divine appointment there too, Man, you know? Amen. So I just encourage those people to do that. And in closing, as always, Cameron, what is an absolutely absurd, outrageous, bold declaration of faith, speaking forth those things that are not as though they are for the record right now. Wow. A few things. One, 
Um, I believe that God has made me a trillionaire. And Game for, on. And, there and, you and go. For, for the purpose of um, greenlighting projects, both both uh, wealth ministry, business, and film. I believe that God has made me a green lighter of projects. And so uh, the, 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 the funds to do that, he's given it, all of it is his, I'm a trillionaire. Number two, mm -hmm. I believe that God has put the entertainment industry into my hands. And so I am mm -hmm. believing for not only the industry as uh, from a Christian perspective, but from the secular perspective, invading there and, and making Christ known. I am mm -hmm. seeing, um, you know, uh, a global, uh, ambassadors of which Ben is one, a global ambassadors of Christ over Korea. Right now, we uh, have uh, 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 several uh, different ambassadors in different states here in the United States. And so I want to see ambassadors of Christ over Korea. I just did a Zoom yesterday with, with uh, uh, Nigeria. And so I'm, I, I, people are just getting excited by that. I want to see that. And I believe that God has done that. And there are so many other things in the process right now. Um, my wife and I, when it comes to the... Uh, um, filmmaking the, the 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 content building community on our net production studios is in collaboration with several different uh, other companies and i'm seeing us just creating content that's going to cover the globe the whole point is to captivate the airways with sound programming and so wherever mm. a, a film uh, 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 any kind of music can be heard or seen i believe that god has given that us the airways to reprogram it and to bring an understanding of the christ of christ jesus to all the masses around the world that's part of the things that we're involved mm. in all things that we believe and so you know and, and, and when it comes to marriage my wife and i have a a, a huge marriage ministry to to our, our couples and so I believe that is going to also cover and change the landscape of marriage within uh, the church. We have now uh, almost the same issues of 50-50 as far as divorce and everything else as the world. And I think through our marriage and our unity and our vibrance for God, God is going to also change that within the church. Wow. Amen. So, I mean, you're taking multiple mountains by storm. You got the uh, arts and entertainment. You got the business, the uh, church, the family ministries media. I mean, um, this is truly, I think, what God wants to see from his people and what you're already doing. So I encourage you guys to become part of this. Check out CameronArnett.com. Also check out Cami, C-A-M-Y, Arnett.com. And then the last one, did you say it was Saving Destinies, plural? SavingDestinies.com. Yeah, plural. Okay. Because uh, I am trying to just put that in right now because I wanted to see it real quick. And uh, so you got three things you can check out, which again, we'll have it in the show notes. But again, guys, please write in. If this strikes a chord in your heart, if this is made, even if it has nothing other than you just want to share a really encouraging aspect of how this kind of breathes some life into you, Cameron and I would love to hear from it. I know BJ, his wife, would love to hear it. Um, you know, and who knows where God takes this. But as we've seen, nothing is impossible when God is in the room. When he shows up, normalcy is the miraculous and Cameron, your life and your career demonstrates. That. And I want to add that to what you just said, and I'm glad you brought that up. You know, understand the foundational aspect of this is blind eyes opening, the lame walking, the dead being raised up. And these are things that we have already seen in our ministry and our scene. Right. So it's not something that we want to see. It's something that we're seeing and we're letting people know that that's foundational. That's just normal. That's just mm. everyday stuff. The rest of it is is on is 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 uh, having that as a foundation and it's flowing from that. So Amen. Uh, ne never leave that behind because that's the normalcy of your life. I love it. I love that. 
Well, we've been talking about a new normal in the last couple of years with COVID and the <laughs> pandemic and everything. Well, let's make this our new normal. Amen. 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 Well, thank you so much, Cameron. It's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you. And I can't wait to share this with people. And, um, you know, I, I would love to have a follow-up testimony and conversation with you sometime because yeah. I believe, like I said, I just get a sense this is the trickle before the flood. You know, it has to be. And I appreciate your bold declaration. You're a trillionaire. You're storming the entertainment mountain. You're a global green lighter. I mean, I love it. So I, I anticipate we'll have many more conversations like this. But thank you so much for sharing your story. And guys, tune in next time at A Better Way. We'll have more stories and testimonies. Maybe you'll be one of them. Thanks for tuning in. Please share this with as many people as you can to get the word out there. And we will see you next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of A Better Way podcast with Ryan Haley. For more information and to discover more episodes, visit abetterwaypodcast.com or search us on iTunes, TuneIn, or any of your favorite online audio sites. If you like what you hear, leave us a review on iTunes or send us an email. Have a suggestion for who we could interview next? Let us know on our website. Finally, A Better Way is listener-sponsored. Help us to further the message of kingdom entrepreneurship by supporting us financially. You can give online on our website, abetterwaypodcast.com. Again, thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode.